Thank you for listening to Airport Church's podcast. To find out more information about Airport Church, visit churchattheairport.com. All right, so open up to Ephesians chapter 5. Just had a few thoughts running around about this particular verse. Has nothing to do with Christmas. Sometimes the Christmas thing hits me, and then sometimes I just plow right through and don't care. This seems to be one of those seasons for me. Just feel like I'm on a completely different track with where the Holy Spirit is. Um, let's, let's look at this verse in, in the New King James. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That phrase just really got stuck with me this past week. Verse 17 says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. I just, I got stuck right there this week thinking about redeeming the time. So the, the time is redeemable, but the days are evil. And of course, I started, you know, I started drilling down what's, what's the Greek here. Time is redeemable. I mean, time's something you can never get back, right? You can't get it back once it's spent. You can get money back, right? Money comes back to us. Well, if it doesn't come back to you, it goes somewhere else. It doesn't leave the planet. You know, it circulates. Think about that. The money that you give is never going to leave the planet. It, it just circulates. The days are evil. And then there's a therefore. That therefore is really important. Thank you. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise. That therefore is really important. The days are evil, so you, you've got to redeem the time. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I mean, there's some really important stuff here. So let's switch over, and I think we'll start breaking some of this down pretty easy in the Passion Translation. The will of the Lord is, is very, it's very dependent upon you redeeming the time in these evil days. So look at how this reads. And I, I actually included verse 15 in the Passion Translation. So be very careful how you live. Not being like those with no understanding. But live honorably with true wisdom. Now last week I spoke completely out of Proverbs. Remember? Remember? We talked totally out of Proverbs from Proverbs 16 to 22. And we talked all about 
your words, being careful how you speak, because our words, we can, we can walk away, we can walk out of the covenant of God in a manner of speaking, we can cut off the covenant of God with our own words. We sin against the covenant of God with our own words. Look, look at what this is saying. So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. True wisdom. But live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. So redeeming, redeeming the time, for we're living in evil days. That's what the King James says. The word days there is really talking about a natural day. But the word time in the Greek is kairos, and I want to come back to that. In the Greek, days is a natural day. But in the Greek, time is kairos. I want to come back to that in a minute. I'm going to read forward. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes. Whew. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes. Redeem the time. How can you redeem the time? Have you, have you wondered that? I've wondered, how do you redeem the time? How is it possible to redeem the time? Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes. That's how you redeem the time. The Passion Translation gives you an accurate interpretation of the Greek of how you redeem the time. This is why I like the Passion Translation. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes. So be very careful how you live. Not being like those with no understanding. But live honorably with true wisdom. For we are living in evil times. I think I repeated this verse. And don't live foolishly. For then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. Man, that is so powerful. That last sentence, don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. That is so powerful. Listen, I've taught y'all this before. Discernment is not a gift. There is a discerning of spirits, but there is not a gift of discernment. Look it up. There's not a spiritual gift of discernment. There is a spiritual gift of discerning spirits, but there is not a spiritual gift of discernment. 
Discernment comes from you having the Spirit of God on the inside of you and you yielding to the Spirit of God. The more you yield to the Spirit of God, a lot of times the wackier... Now, I'm not talking about you just being a wacko. I'm talking about you being set apart. I'm talking about you being separate. I'm talking about you being holy. And the more you live that lifestyle of yielding to the Spirit of the Lord, you will learn to not touch unholy things. And the more you learn to not touch what is not holy, then the more discernment you will have to realize that's not of God. So, when you look at this passage here, this portion that really jumps out to me, it says, take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. It throws me back. I want to look at, go to that next slide, redeeming the time, the, the word time, kairos here. This is, this is really important. Kairos is due measure, a measure of time, a larger or smaller portion of time, hence a, a fixed and definite time, the time when things are brought to huh. the time when things are brought to crisis. So when you are led by the Spirit, there will come a point when you are brought to a crisis. Now, if you've followed my, if you followed my teachings on crisis, you, you find out that the word Christ, there is a word crisis in the Greek that means judgment. It's used in, Jesus uses this word many times in, in the book of John. And that word that's used there is a point at which our heart is brought to make a decision of choosing right or wrong. We're brought to crisis many times through our daily lives when I choose right or wrong. But then there are, are duly measured moments where God has set up a crossroad for people, a kairos moment. And the Lord has appointments for us where you are brought together to be equipped by an equipper. I am equipping you as equippers. That's what um, the Lord does in a city, he, he brings apostolic centers. See, I believe the Lord is trying to 
he's trying to bring, he's, he's, he's brought together our church, our ecclesia with Pastor Eli's church and Pam and Tenny's, and he's, he's made us, he's not trying to bring us together as one church, that's not what it is, but he brings us together at times, and, and we have become an equipping center, the three of us, but then localized, we have, a, 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 we have a, an authority to equip you to send you out. That's what Ephesians chapter 4 is about. That, that localized authority is that I will equip you and send you out. And now you are going out as saints and you're equipped to look for these Kairos moments in other people's lives when you can speak to that crisis, that God-ordained purpose. When, when you spot it in someone else's life where you can insert the seed, the, the, the Word of God into a, a, a person's life. It's a Kairos moment, a crisis where you can interject um, the Word of God when someone's going through something and you can be there at the right time, at the right moment, and the gifts begin to operate, whether it's a word of knowledge or a prophetic word or a healing act, and you can take Jesus right into the situation at the right time, at the right moment, because you were, you were there and you weren't wasting your life. You weren't wasting the day away just doing whatever with whoever, not paying attention, but you were living you were living for the moment, and the moment was a God-ordained purpose. Is this making sense? You're redeeming the time. That's how you redeem the time. Instead of just wasting the day away. You're preparing yourself. You're, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. You're praying in the Holy Spirit. You're doing the things that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do throughout your day. And you're, you're, you're following His path. You're following what He wants you to do. And the reason that you're doing that is because He's setting you up for a Kairos moment. Now that Kairos moment, it's not just that other person's moment, it's your moment too, and your, your paths are going to cr cross, and it may be your crisis just as much as it is their crisis. <laughs> but you don't have to fear because the Holy Spirit's going to be there, and He's going to turn it out for His glory. So this is that verse that, I mean, it was a life verse for me when I was really young. It was one of those verses that I learned when I was, I was probably 11 or 12. And you may have learned it when you were really young as well. It's Romans 8, 28. It's probably easier to memorize in the New King James than it is in the Passion because it's a little wordy. But it says this. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So you're headed towards that moment, that Kairos moment. 
which can be a crisis. Now, again, when, when you say the word crisis, you automatically think of a negative, but it doesn't always have to be a negative. It could be someone else's negative that you're going to add a positive to. In the Greek, that crisis could just be a moment of decision where a person is choosing to make a judgment. Am I going to go the way of the Lord or am I going to go the way of unrighteousness? And you could be sent into that to encourage them. It's a moment of crisis. You understand? It doesn't mean that you get there and the car's turned over and people are bleeding. It's not always that type of crisis. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is a hurricane. Sometimes it is that crisis. Sometimes it's war. Sometimes it is that crisis. But with us here, many times it's an emotional crisis, and you're sent there to pull them up out of that crisis. As we get closer to the end of this age, that crisis will turn into something that is way more natural than spiritual. But it will be way more spiritual than natural before it's there. Do you understand? But this verse is so powerful in Romans 8. And we've missed this for many years. And I've taught on this before. Because the word purpose here, when you look it up in the Greek, it's the same word in the Hebrew for the showbread that's found in the tabernacle. Meaning... That it's God's daily bread for you to do His purpose. So when you pray the Lord's Prayer, Lord, give me your daily bread. I pray for your daily bread. You're asking Him to give you His purpose. Set me up with your Kairos moment today. I want your Kairos moment for my life. Set my feet to go after your will so that I can intercede for someone who is in a Kairos moment. I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to spend another moment not redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time means going full force after his purpose. Do you remember when Jesus was at the well in John chapter 4? And the disciples, he sent them to get food. And they came back with food. And he had had that, that kairos moment with the woman at the well. And they didn't have a clue what had happened. And then they brought him the food. And he said, I don't need that food. I have food to eat that you know nothing of. My food was to do the will of the Father who sent me. It was because he had been spiritually fed. The word there in the Greek was brosis, which literally means the God kind of food. It was doing the purpose of the will of the Father who sent. See, he could have just sat there and wasted away. If he'd had a phone, he'd have been scrolling on Facebook, just wasting away. But he redeemed the time because the days were evil. 
In fact, might the enemy had an alternative plan by planting that woman there alone with Jesus at the well? But Jesus turned it into a ministry opportunity and the woman got saved. And not only did the woman did the woman get saved, but the entire city was evangelized by that woman. Because Jesus redeemed the time. Because the day was evil. So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding. Man, that is so applicable. There's so much going on right now that people are falling for because they don't have understanding. But live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes. How many days have every one of us wasted away because we failed to live for his purposes? There's not a one of us, including the man holding the microphone, that we haven't wasted a day because we failed to live for his purpose. So be very careful how you live. Take full advantage and don't live foolishly. See, this is, this is the part that gets me. Don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. I don't want you to answer. I don't want you to raise your hand. How many of you struggle knowing God's will? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do you struggle knowing the will of God for your life? I just told you the secret to knowing the will of God. It's Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to read it one more time, but I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred, living sacrifices. Living sacrifice. It's living, but it's dead. Live in holiness. Experience all that delights his heart. That means that you have to dig in the word and find out what pleases God. 
For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Now, verse 2 is fixing to stick it in your heart. Really put your ears on. Listen to this. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. (laughs) But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Listen, there shouldn't be another father that you would ever want to please more than pleasing your heavenly father. Let me say that again. But let me say it from a different point of view. Pleasing your heavenly father should dry up any rejection that you have ever experienced from an earthly father. (laughs) Having the satisfaction that you please your heavenly father should dry up any residue that you could ever have from not pleasing your earthly father. And I just told you how to please your heavenly father. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. I feel like we need a heavy dose of identity through 2020. You being His... You standing strong in who he's called you to be. Not man's opinion, God's opinion. Stand strong in God's opinion. His opinion is what matters. His words breathed over your mind and over your soul and over your spirit again. This message was brought to you by Airport Church in Tallahassee, Florida. We pray you were encouraged by the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this message. To find out more information about Airport Church, visit churchattheairport.com.